Welcome to this week's presentation with Scott Tool. We are thrilled to have you joining us as we gain insight from God's Word. Now, speaking from Rosedale Baptist Church in Baltimore, Maryland, here's Pastor Tool. Leviticus chapter number 22, and I don't know if anyone else gets as excited about Leviticus as I do, um, and I am uh, maybe kind of a a wonky as far as that way, kind of nerdish in. Uh, when people ask me what my hobbies are, I tr- truly love studying the Bible and just connecting and, uh, and just uh, drinking it in and, uh, and, and getting, gleaning from it. Uh, and so uh, I've been excited about Leviticus. In the last couple of chapters, there's some just rich content. So uh, look at verse number one, if you will. Uh, and the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Speak unto Aaron and to his sons that they separate themselves from the holy things of the children of Israel. Uh, and it sounds a little bit uh, odd. We're talking to the high priest and the, the priest uh, the, uh, from uh, the line of Levi, of course, uh, uh, Aaron, uh, the high priest. And then uh, it's always the oldest son would be the next high priest. And then his oldest son would be the next high priest. But uh, the other boys that are in the family, they are uh, also, of course, Uh, in the priesthood. And here, uh, Moses is telling them, separate from the holy things. But then he gives the reason uh, that they profane not my holy name in those things which they hallow unto me. I am the Lord. Say that with me. Uh, I am the Lord. You're going to see that over and over in this chapter. But then he gives the explanation as to why they're to separate. Uh, Say unto them, whosoever he be of all your seed among your generations that uh, goeth unto the holy things, uh, which the children of Israel hollow unto the Lord, having his uncleanness, uh, having his uncleanness. So when he kind of gives the prohibition first, and then he gives the reason uh, for that prohibition second. And so uh, it's not just uh, don't deal with the holy things and don't be a part of that. It's uh, if there's uncleanness, if there's uncleanness upon him, that soul shall be cut off from my presence. And here it is again. I am the Lord. Say it with me. Uh, I am the Lord. You're going to see it probably six, seven times uh, throughout the chapter 4. Uh, what man so ever of the seed of Aaron is a leper? He expands upon what that uncleanness is. And um, the two of them here uh, is a leper or hath a running issue. Uh, now the running issue could be tied to leprosy or it could be at times uh, separate from leprosy. And any time uh, they would identify what could be leprosy, uh, of course that person would be kind of quarantined, would be cut off, be, be checking it out, checking it out. Is it leprosy? Is it growing? Is it rising? Uh, and so that running issue could be a leprosy, uh, and it might not be a leprosy, but uh, either way, uh, 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 that, that uncleanness, that uncleanness, he shall not eat of the holy things uh, until he be clean. And whoso toucheth anything that is unclean by, by the dead, or uh, a man whose seed goeth from him, or uh, whosoever toucheth any creeping thing whereby he may be made unclean, or uh, a man whom he may take uncleanness, whatsoever uncleanness he hath, uh, the soul which hath touched any such shall be unclean until even, shall not eat of the holy things unless he shall wash his flesh with water. And when the sun is down, he shall be clean and shall afterward eat of the holy things because it is his food. Uh, Now that kind of gives the heading for the rest of the chapter because a lot of the rest of the chapter talks about the uncleanness. It talks about uh, the offerings when they're unclean and then the offerer uh, when they're unclean. And it does come all the way back around hitting Uh, again and again and again. The reason, I'm the Lord, I am the Lord. Boy, I'm the one that's setting the standard because I am uh, the Lord. 
Uh, and so put down point number one, if you will. Notice first the purity that's demanded. The purity that's demanded. Uh, verse 2, separate them, uh, that they profane not. Uh, verse 2, why? Because I am the Lord. Uh, it's a holy work. It's my work. Uh, they should do it in a holy manner. They should do it as to uh, the Lord. Uh, and the one that's demanding purity is the one who's perfectly pure, uh, the one that owns everything. Of course he can demand that. Uh, and so it's his offering, it's his ministry, it's uh, his program. And then uh, it describes it even more in verse 3 about uh, the generations and uh, be careful and the uncleanness. And it ends with, again, verse 3, I am the Lord, it's my offering. Uh, it's a big deal to me. And make sure that uh, those that are in the ministry aren't doing it in any way they want and in any time they want and uh, in any how they want. Make, make sure they're, they're doing it as to the Lord, following my word, following my program. Uh, I am the Lord, it's my offering. Uh, someone said that uh, the Lord's business is, should be treated like the greatest business in the world because it is the greatest business uh, in the world. And I think here God's basically reminding us uh, this isn't the GM plant. This isn't Bethlehem Steel. This isn't uh, uh, Apple uh, or uh, IBM. This isn't that. Uh, this is God's house, God's work, uh, God's ministry. Uh, and so verse 2, separate, sanctify, because I am the Lord. And then verse 3, uh, cut off uncleanness, because I am the Lord. It's my business. It's my uh, offering. It's my my work. And I'm, I'm always a little uh, surprised by the intensity of, uh, that people can have when it comes to uh, their secular work uh, and the lackadaisical spirit at times a, a person can have when it comes to uh, the Lord's work. Uh, when it's their business, they're all in. When it's the Lord's business, it's almost at times uh, an afterthought. For instance, if they're making a presentation at work, they sweat it, they write it, they research it, they rework it, they uh, rehearse it, they rewrite it, they... Uh, again, uh, sweat it, uh, because it's a big deal. Uh, but then at times when we're teaching a Sunday school class, it's almost, well, however prepared I am, let the Lord lead how he, uh, he can lead me, I don't need to prepare. And uh, that, that lackadaisical attitude, that, that disparity at, at times that someone can have from uh, their work and then uh, the Lord's work. And this is kind of a reminder that, that I am the Lord. Uh, these are my offerings. This is my ministry. This is this is my house. It's, uh, it's important because of who owns it. Uh, I think another example is uh, when someone's adding on to their house or improving their house or uh, buying a new house, just that, that how uh, financially frugal they are and saving and making sure they're not uh, uh, spending, uh, overspending, and then uh, even working a second job, squirreling it away. Uh, why? Uh, they're expanding, they're improving their house, or they're buying uh, a house. Uh, but then when it comes to God's house, at times, I'm not saying all the time, uh, but at times it can be an afterthought, it can be the leftovers, it can be, uh, well, if it's comfortable, if it's convenient. And God says, no, wait a second, I am the Lord. Uh, it's my work, it's my kingdom, this is my house. Uh, and so I, I think one of the places you see it, and I'm not going to, uh, go to seed on this, but I do think it needs to be noted, Haggai, uh, chapter number one, verse number two, uh, thus speaketh the Lord of hosts, saying, uh, this people say, the time has not come, the time that the Lord's house should be built. 
Uh, then came the word of the Lord by Haggai, the prophet, saying, no, reverse that, it's time. And uh, verse 4, uh, is it time for you, uh, O ye, to dwell in your sealed houses, and this house lie waste? Now, just the contrast, keep, keep in mind the contrast on the passion, the passion, and then the, the passivity. Uh, now, therefore, thus saith the Lord of hosts, consider your ways. Ye have sown much, and bring in a little. Ye uh, eat, but ye have not enough. Ye drink, but you're not filled with drink. Ye clothe you, but there's uh, none warm. And he that earneth wages, earneth wages to put in a bag with holes. Thus saith the Lord of hosts, consider your ways. Uh, go up to the mountain and bring wood and build the house, my house. Uh, and uh, I'll take pleasure in it, and I'll be glorified, saith the Lord. Uh, ye looked for much, and lo, it came to little. And when ye uh, brought it home, I did blow upon it. Why, saith the Lord of hosts, because of mine house, my house that is waste, uh, and ye run everyone unto your own house. Again, uh, it, it's not about, okay, uh, the square footage or the condition of, as much as the contrast, that passion, that passion about uh, uh, their things and that passivity about, uh, about God's things. I do think Matthew 6.33 would play well here. Uh, seek ye first the kingdom of God. Uh, seek ye first and his, his righteousness and all these things. Uh, but they were seeking their things first. And God's saying, uh, no, no, when you're focused on your things, you're not going to have as many things as uh, you thought you were going to gain. Uh, you focus on my things. You focus on my house, uh, and I'll give you far more by way uh, of that. Uh, I can hear that Levitical cry of, I am the Lord. It's my work. It's my house. Uh, don't do it so lightly or so flippantly or so sparingly or so randomly or so secondarily. I am uh, the Lord. And so... Uh, verse 2, separate and sanctify because I am the Lord. My work, my house, my offering. Uh, verse 3, cut off uncleanness because uh, I am the Lord. Uh, my kingdom, my house, my offering. It's my business. It's, it, it's, it's mine. I am the Lord. And so uh, the purity that's demanded, though, I want you to look at three parts of that. Number one, uh, there needs to be purity in the process. Uh, in the process. It alludes to that. Uh, it alludes to that. The offerings, the offerings. Uh, a purity in the process, and I think we've already seen that uh, in chapter 10. Do you remember Nadab and Abihu? Uh, let's see, we're in chapter 22. That was 12 chapters ago. Uh, Nadab and Abihu, uh, when they were offering strange fire to the Lord, they were just kind of uh, doing it however they wanted to do it. They were making it up as they, they, they went, offering strange fire. Uh, and, of course, God got everyone's attention when Nadab and Abihu were uh, cut off, cut off from that work. God's work uh, needs to be done God's way, uh, and it's done God's way when we follow God's word. Uh, I, I do think that you err two different directions on that. Uh, the one direction is a make it up as you go. The other direction is always harder, always harder, always harder. Um, it's God's word, God's word. It has to be God's word. Uh, uh, I used to have people, well, what church are you modeling Rosedale after? Uh, the Church of Acts. Uh, well, what's the manual that you follow for ministries that you're doing? Uh, uh, it's the Bible. It's the pastoral epistles. It's, it's that. That is the gold standard. Uh, not a church across town or across the country or uh, a church that someone grew up in. Hey, I'm, I'm for all of that, but, but bigger than that, uh, we want to do God's work God's way, and that's according to God's uh, word. And so the purity that's demanded uh, there needs to be purity in the process. There also uh, needs to be purity in the present, the present or the offering. And I'm going to 
uh, grab another one. And again, I don't mean to go to seed here, but Malachi, the offering, the offering. Uh, I'm in chapter 1, I'm not in chapter 3, so that should be. Anyway, uh, chapter 1, verse 7. Ye offer polluted bread upon my altar. Again, uh, there it is. He's saying, uh, I am the Lord. Uh, why? I am the Lord. On what basis should we live pure and uh, do things the right way? Uh, it's the basis that it's his work, his kingdom, his house. I am the Lord. Uh, and he uh, reiterates that here in Malachi. Ye offer polluted bread upon my altar, and ye say, wherein we have polluted thee? In that ye say the table of the Lord is contemptible. And, uh, and, and if ye offer the blind for sacrifice, is it not evil? And if ye offer the lame and sick, uh, is it not evil? Uh, offer it now unto the governor. It, it's interesting that he doesn't say spend it on yourself. He uh, tries to take it to an even higher level saying uh, that sick, that lame, that maimed that you're offering to me Boy, uh, think of the most important person you think of. Okay, the governor, the governor, the governor. Hey, offer it to him. Because this is so much bigger than that. Uh, I am the Lord. My work, my house, uh, my kingdom. Uh, offer it now unto thy governor. Will he be pleased with thee or accept thy person? Verse 11. For from the rising of the sun, even to the going down of the same, my name, I am the Lord, shall be great among the Gentiles. In every place incense shall be offered uh, unto my name and, uh, and a pure offering for my name. Uh, shall be great among the heathen, saith the Lord of hosts. But ye have profaned it, uh, in that ye say the table of the Lord is polluted, uh, and the fruit thereof, even as meat, is contemptible. Uh, ye said also, Behold, what a weariness is it, uh, and ye have snuffed at it, saith the Lord of hosts, and ye brought that which is torn and lame and sick. Thus have ye brought an offering. Should I accept this at your hand, saith the Lord? Uh, should I accept this at your hand, saith the Lord? Uh, but cursed be the deceiver which hath in his flock a male and a, a, a and voweth and sacrificeth not uh, to the Lord. And he sacrificeth to the Lord, corrupt thing, for I am a great king. Uh, again, notice that tag, that tag all along the way. The basis for him asking this, the basis for him demanding this is, I am the Lord, uh, my name shall be great, uh, I'm a great king, I'm a great king, my house my work, uh, my offering, God would say, and all of us bow to him. And so there's to be purity in the process, there's to be purity in the present, uh, but then here we're looking at uh, there's to be purity in the person, in the person, uh, in the person. And this isn't new in Leviticus. Uh, holiness is the theme of Leviticus, um, and, and uh, we've already seen it in chapter 11, verse 44. For I am the Lord your God, ye shall therefore sanctify yourselves, ye shall be holy, for I am holy. Uh, for I am the Lord that bringeth you up out of the land of Egypt to be your God, and ye shall therefore be holy, for I am holy. Uh, and then we saw it again in chapter 19, verse 2. Uh, Speak unto all the congregation of the children of Israel, and say unto them, Ye shall be holy, for I am uh, the Lord your God, am holy. I, the Lord your God, am holy. And then uh, chapter 20, verse 7. Sanctify yourselves therefore, and be ye holy, uh, for I am the Lord your God. I am the Lord your God. And so... Uh, and by the way, uh, before we go to the next point, uh, understand, uh, though we only read the first seven verses, this is repeated and reiterated all throughout chapter number 22. Uh, let's look at a couple. Look at verse number 8. Talking about unclean offerings and unclean offerers, verse 8. That which dieth of itself or is torn with beasts, he shall not eat to defile himself therewith. I am the Lord. Look at 21. And whosoever offereth a sacrifice, a peace offering unto the Lord to accomplish his vow, or a free will offering in uh, beeves or sheep, uh, it should be perfect to be accepted. 
there shall be no blemish therein, blind or broken or maimed or having a wen or scurvy or scab. Ye shall not offer these things unto the Lord, 24. Uh, ye shall not offer unto the Lord that which is bruised or crushed or broken or cut, verse 30. Uh, on the same day it shall be eaten up. Ye shall leave none of it until the morning. This is more of the process. We had uh, the offerings, the present, now the process. Uh, but the reason is, the basis is, end of verse 30, I am the Lord, 31. Therefore ye shall keep my commandments and do them. I am the Lord, verse 32. Neither shall ye profane my holy name, but uh, I will be hallowed among the children of Israel. I am the Lord which hallow thee, uh, that brought you out of the land of Egypt to be your God. I am the Lord, over uh, and over and over again. Uh, we're reminded it's God's house. Uh, it's God's offering. Uh, it's God's kingdom. Uh, it's God's work. And by the way, we're God's people. You're bought with a price. You're not your own. Therefore, glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are, uh, are God's. And so verse 2, separate and sanctify because I am the Lord. I am the Lord. I am the Lord. Uh, verse 3, cut off uncleanness because uh, I am the Lord. Uh, I am the Lord. And then verse 3, a priest that offers a defiled offering will be discharged from that position. And so purity is demanded in the process, uh, in the present, uh, and in the person. By the way, to connect it to Sunday morning, uh, the reason we're talking about King David is because King Saul uh, didn't fit the bill for that. Uh, in fact, King Saul took on the office of a priest when in chapter uh, 13, uh, he was waiting for Samuel, was supposed to come on the seventh day, and Samuel uh, was delayed in his coming. And so uh, Saul offered the offering himself. But that speaks to the process, that speaks to the person. Uh, and then in 15, uh, when he was to utterly destroy all the Amalekites, uh, he didn't utterly destroy all the Amalekites, and I like what Samuel said, uh, what mean the bleeding of these sheep? If you have obeyed the Lord, uh, you knew how to obey the Lord, and uh, you didn't fully obey the Lord. And so uh, King Saul was rejected, taken off the scene, uh, because of what we're talking about now. And so, uh, number one, the purity that's demanded. But then put down point number two, if you will. Notice next, the problem that defiles. The problem that defiles. Look at verse number four. Uh, what man soever of the seed of Aaron is a leper or hath a running issue, he shall not eat of the holy things until he be clean. Uh, is a leper or someone that has a uh, running uh, issue. Uh, and keep in mind also, the offerer and the offering do go hand in hand. Uh, and the one offering usually partook of, most all of uh, the offerings were to be shared. Some weren't, I get that, but uh, some were. And so uh, the one that's partaking shall be eaten. Some shall be uh, eaten by the priest. And someone that has a running issue, someone that is a leper, and of course we saw already that leprosy uh, is a type of sin, chapter 13 and chapter 14. Remember in its beginning, uh, it's small in its beginning, but almost unnoticed, it's a little spot, a little look, a little drink, a little lust, a little sin, a, a uh, the little foxes spoil the vines. Well, you have to stop it at the start. Uh, you have to stop it uh, at the start uh, because it starts small, but it spreads quickly. Uh, and isn't that the way sin is in our life? Sin unchecked, well, it, it's never content staying where it's at. Sin unchecked, 
uh, always grows and advances and spreads. And uh, we've already seen in chapter 13 and 14, uh, the skin of his flesh rising and advancing and, and overtaking. And of course we, of course we know that uh, the flesh warreth against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh so that ye cannot do that which ye ought uh, in the flesh. You can't do the work of the Lord in the flesh, in the flesh, uh, if it's flesh. And so uh, be careful when you're moving in the flesh. It starts small, spreads quickly, uh, and then it desensitizes. It, it desensitizes. And by the way, um, this form of Hansen's disease, this leprosy, uh, is, is, is the desensitization is why appendages are lost and why uh, you have some deep gouges because uh, uh, before when you would step on something sharp, you would pull back uh, almost automatically. Uh, but when you lose that sensitivity, uh, pain is a good thing because it helps you to recoil. Uh, when you lose that sensitivity, that pain, uh, when you don't see sin as exceedingly sinful uh, and you don't pull away, uh, then that foot that would have been pricked and you pull away, that toe is now severed because you don't even feel it. Well, it, it happens with, with that desensitization that the feelings becoming uh, numb. And so God demands purity uh, in the process and uh, in the present and uh, in the person. Uh, and a priest that has that problem has that problem. Uh, uh, the priest that has that problem has a big problem. In fact, uh, Simon Peter would connect the priesthood and holiness directly together. 1 Peter 2.9. But you're a chosen generation, and of course we're kings and priests of God. That's Revelation chapter 1. Uh, and now here, uh, Simon Peter says, but you're a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy, holy nation. A royal priesthood, a, a holy nation. A nation, a peculiar people that ye should show forth the praises of him who hath called you out of darkness, who hath called you out of darkness uh, into his marvelous uh, light. And so uh, the problem that defiles, but, but again, uh, keep in mind, keep in mind a spiritual issue, a spiritual issue uh, also affects the spiritual appetite. A spiritual issue also affects the spiritual uh, appetite. Verse 4, uh, what man soever of the seed of Aaron is a leper and hath a running issue, he shall not eat. He shall not eat uh, of the holy things. Not just not able to minister, but also uh, not able to eat. Uh, eat the holy things. Eat the holy uh, word uh, of God. And the truth is, those that struggle in sin stop eating. Uh, those that are struggling in sin, stop studying. Uh, stop drinking in the Word of God. And then that, that, that drifting, that drifting, that drifting. Uh, the problem with missing church is eventually you don't miss church. It's a compounding effect. It's a compounding effect. Uh, because as sin drifts and then uh, you drift from the Word of God, personal uh, walk, personal uh, reading and then Bible study and uh, life groups, growth groups, adult Sunday school classes and uh, preaching services, Wednesday night Bible study, uh, that drifts and uh, it makes that drift into sin even easier. And I think probably, okay, uh, if you have this quote in the front of your Bible, raise your hand. Uh, this book will keep you from sin or sin will keep you from this book. Anybody in here have that? 
I, I think there's probably all over the auditorium. Uh, and truer words have never been said. Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin, that I might not sin against thee. Uh, wherewithal shall a young man cleanse his way? By taking heed according to thy, thy, thy word. Uh, and this book will keep you from sin, uh, or sin will keep you from this book. And that sin rising, that, that sin advancing, that uh, Bible reading lessening, that, that faithfulness to God's house lessening, uh, no longer is the word of God sweeter also than honey uh, and a honeycomb because the appetite has been affected. The appetite uh, has been affected. The Bible reading declines. The uh, attendance wanes. The uh, Bible study becomes hit and miss. The, the, if I make church, I don't make church. If I listen to the preaching, don't listen to the preaching. And uh, If I tune into the word of God and spend time with the word of God or not, or not, and, uh, and, and, and a lot of times... If someone does continue to attend a church, uh, it's not a church where there's a systematic teaching uh, of the whole counsel of God. Uh, it's either felt needs on the one side, or it's uh, louder and uh, uh, politics and, and uh, uh, issues in and, and either side of that. It's not always ear tickling and pats on the back and, and just make you feel good and uh, felt needs and pop psychology, um, uh, just as bad as, as uh, intensity and yelling and oppressing and, and, and guilt. Hey, listen, uh, neither one of those is the right answer. The Word of God is the right answer. Uh, that's what our foundation is. Uh, that's what our gold standard is. And as the flesh is rising, uh, as the flesh is rising, probably with my background, uh, I've seen more that people don't gravitate to softer, but they gravitate to harsher. Blasting. This group, blasting. Uh, that group, scathing. Scathing. Just, just. Uh, I mean, uh, if you feel like you've been run over by a bulldozer every Sunday morning, you may be in the wrong church, okay? So uh, God's not mad every Sunday morning, okay? So just keep that in mind. But, but it's the flesh, it's the flesh, it's the flesh. Uh, the works of the flesh are manifest, which are these, hatred. One of them is hatred. Uh, and so a preacher that's, that's uh, sin rising, then that, that, that anger and that, that, that hatred, uh, that flesh, that flesh, it's right there. It's right there. It's right there. Uh, or uh, it'll be a church where we're better than they are and we're holier than they are and they're less than we are. We're better than they are. Uh, that flesh, that flesh, uh, because the works of the flesh are manifest, which are these, envy. Uh, envy, and when that, that flesh is rising, uh, that appetite ends up getting skewed, uh, ends up becoming unhealthy. Uh, you either are feasting on the wrong things, or uh, you're not feasting at all. I think a good uh, litmus test to whether... Uh, you're enjoying fleshly preaching over uh, uh, spiritual, scriptural uh, preaching. And, of course, we know that it's the spirit that quickeneth, the flesh profiteth nothing. The words that I say unto you, the words that I say unto you, uh, they are spirit and they are life. I uh, was in this uh, meeting, Bible conference, where uh, the first preacher that got up, he opened the Bible, and it was uh, probably more monotone. It was Bible-heavy. It was walking through pa the passage. It was a supplemental verse, and 
uh, supplemental verse and Bible uh, quoting, but, but he wasn't doing cartwheels. He wasn't uh, spitting fire, and, and, and people in the congregation were kind of nodding. They were uh, doing the hungry chicken, you know, how you get it, and then you do a little bit of that, the hungry chicken, and, uh, and, and so I was just kind of taking note of that. And then the next guy that got up, I mean, uh, he was just blasting away and uh, peeling the bark. What, I don't know what that means. But anyway, shocking the court. Still don't know what that means either. But uh, I mean, he was just going at it and preaching against everything there is to preach against. And uh, it was a lot less Bible. Uh, there wasn't many verses referenced. Uh, but those ones that were doing the hungry chicken, boy, all of a sudden they woke up. Come on, preacher. Hey, that's good preaching, preacher. Uh, that, that may be good politics and good opinions and good oppression. That may be uh, good driving, uh, but I don't know that it's good preaching if it's less Scripture. It's le- in fact, I, I do know it's not good preaching if it's less Scripture and more shouting, less Scripture and more yelling. And so that fleshly appetite, that fleshly appetite, uh, we're to be hungering and thirsting after righteousness, Matthew 5, and of course, Uh, Psalm 119 calls God's word the word of righteousness. Hebrews 5 calls it the word of righteousness. Uh, Psalm 119, 172, all thy commandments are righteousness. And so uh, as soon as someone, even if they're just uh, monotone reading the word of God, man, I want to be on the edge of my seat drinking in that word of righteousness. The words that I say unto you, they are spirit and they are uh, life. Uh, But as sin rises, uh, as sin, that flesh, that, that flesh is rising, uh, then, then that appetite, that appetite, uh, that appetite is waning. And so uh, typically, uh, they'll either go to a soft, felt needs, pop psychology, uh, let me give you a five-minute devotional, or uh, just as bad, just as bad, harsher and louder and more politics and more opinions and preach against them. And, and, and it's usually preach against them that are on the outside of the church uh, typically, if it goes home to you, that's where they, whoa, wait, wait a second. And, um, or they don't go to church at all because uh, men love darkness rather than light uh, because their deeds are evil. John 3, 19. Uh, and this is the condemnation that light has come into the world. And of course, uh, thy word is a light unto my path and a lamp unto my feet. Should I switch that? Uh, thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Did I get it right that time? Anyway, uh, the, the word of God in John chapter 3 says, uh, this is the condemnation that light is come into the world and men love darkness uh, rather than light because their deeds uh, are evil. Um, uh, let's go on. I, I could just continue to beat that drum and beat that drum. Let's go on. Um, uh, verse number 4. Look at verse number 4. What man soever of the seed of Aaron is a leper or hath a running issue? A running issue. Issues that run. A running issue. Someone who has issues. Someone who's carrying emotional baggage. Uh, Someone who has issues on the the inside. Running issues. Running issues. Running issues. Uh, All churches have people that... uh, Someone said one time... uh, uh, pastoring a church is like pastoring a parade because uh, people come into the church and then they'll uh, leave the church. And um, I, I don't like that phrase because it hurts anytime someone leaves. Uh, but uh, I have come to the realization that, yes, people come into the church. And I'm not talking about someone that's been in a church for 20 years, uh, someone that's been in a church 15 years. I'm talking about two years, another church, two years, another church, two years, another church. 
Uh, and then that, that other church has problems, just like their last church had problems, just like the last church had problems. And uh, it almost becomes that resume of churches, like if you've ever seen a uh, resume for a job, I worked here six months and then here nine months and then here uh, two years and then here a year and a half and then here and then here and then here. Uh, and, and eventually, uh, the person needs to realize it's not about the issues here. It's about the issues that are in here. Uh, and, and a lot of times, the first question that's asked when uh, someone issues that make someone run, running issues, running issues, issues that make someone run, or uh, someone that's always bouncing like that, uh, it's, it's almost always an issue on the inside. Uh, but the question comes, well, why did they leave the church? Why did they leave the church? Uh, the better question is, why did they leave the last church that they were at before they left, left this church that they were at? Uh, an even better question is, why did they leave the church before the last church, before this church? Uh, and if it's that kind of a um, uh, pattern that they have, uh, you'll probably get this, the answer to why are they going to leave the next church that they go to. Because it's not about the issues out here. It's about the issues that are in here. The thing that's going to take that oak tree down is not uh, winds on the outside. It's not going to be winds on the outside. Uh, it's going to be disease on the inside. Uh, but if we're going to be like trees planted, trees planted, uh, trees planted, and so uh, someone that's always seeing issues, always seeing issues, always seeing issues with this, issues with that, uh, issues with this, issues with that, constantly having issues, uh, it's because under the pure, all things are pure, but under the unbelieving and defiled is nothing pure. Even their conscience uh, is defiled. Uh, and that flesh, that flesh, that flesh, that conscience, that, that flesh, uh, and it's as opposed to the Spirit. Uh, because the fruit of the Spirit, um, uh, love, love, the fruit of the Spirit, love, uh, love hopeth all things. It's not looking for the worst and looking for another issue. Hey, if you're looking for dirt, you're going to find it because we're all made out of dust. Uh, but love hopeth all things. Love believeth all things. Uh, love, uh, love doesn't believe the worst. Love hopes the best. Uh, love isn't looking to find fault, looking to criticize. Hey, love is looking to pour in and bless and lift up. Uh, I think I said Sunday, and I shouldn't use the same phrase again, but uh, those that are critical almost always are. Uh, and, and I like the phrase. But anyway, uh, those that find fault almost always do, but it's running issues. It's running issues. It's running issues. Uh, okay, uh, a spiritual um, disease affects a spiritual appetite. I'll give you one more illustration, and it's 1 Samuel chapter 2, um, when talking about the high priest, Eli, uh, and his two sons, Hophni and Phinehas. And so uh, Eli's the high priest, Hophni and Phinehas, they're the the priest, not the high priest, but uh, Eli is the high priest. And uh, in chapter 2, um, there was a way that uh, the priests were fed, and they were fed by faith. And so some of the sacrifices would be boiled, and uh, when the meat was seething, is the word that's used in 1 Samuel 2, then a, a flesh hook uh, would be put in, and then whatever comes up, that's what the priests get to eat. Oh, good, a neck. Anyway, oh, good, a hoof. I get a hoof. And, um, uh, or <coughs> ribeye, good. Yeah, that's good. But, but it's, you're fed by faith. You're fed by faith. You're fed by faith. Hophni and, uh, uh, and Phineas weren't uh, feeding by faith. Hophni and Phineas were feeding by force, demanding the best cuts when they're being brought in. And so uh, on the one side, 
their spiritual appetite. I have a tickle, so it may be a struggle. But uh, on the one side, their spiritual, and I don't have, you see, I don't have my, um, um, uh, but uh, the reason their spiritual appetite is affected is because down in verse number 22, now Eli was very old and heard all that his sons did unto all Israel, how they lay with the women that assembled at the door of the tabernacle uh, of the congregation. Their spiritual flesh, unspiritual, their sinful flesh <coughs> was affecting their spiritual appetite. Uh, and so whether you're feeding on the wrong things, feeding by force, which would be over here, that harsh, that feeding by force and demanding, uh, or uh, not feeding at all, the two go hand in hand. And so we have the purity that's demanded, that's point number one. Okay, say it with me so that we can... Uh, all be together. You ready? Number one, we see the, the purity that's demanded. Uh, and then number two, we saw the, the problem that defiles. Uh, and you say, well, pastor, are you telling me that I have no hope because I have issues? Uh, number one, we all have issues. The question is, ha have we worked on resolving those issues? Uh, we grew up in a sinful world. Uh, we interact with a sinful world. Uh, there are injustices, and uh, 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 I get that. We all have issues. What do I do with those issues? Hey, if those issues aren't resolved or at least aren't worked on or looked at, uh, the bouncing will be a pattern, and uh, again, that laundry list will be 15 different churches in the last uh, 15 years or, or just never been able to have those long-lasting, deep uh, relationships. And so uh, they have to be dealt with, and that's point number three, the process that is detailed. The process that, that is detailed. Look at verse number 5. That we're talking about verse 4, leprosy or running issues that defile. And now uh, verse number 5. Or whosoever toucheth any creeping thing whereby he may be, uh, may be made unclean, or uh, a man of whom he may take uncleanness, whatsoever uncleanness he hath, the soul which hath touched any such shall be unclean. Look at the timestamp until even. Timestamp, until even. And he shall not eat of the holy things unless he wash his flesh with water. Okay, the two things, timestamp, and then the washing. Timestamp, and then the washing. Verse 7. And when the sun is down, timestamp again, uh, until even. Uh, and when the sun is down, he shall be clean and shall afterward, another timestamp, uh, and afterward, uh, eat of the holy things because it is his food. Two points that uh, we're done. Uh, the only two things I know that, that help someone resolve those issues, and there's probably details underneath this, but time and truth. Time and truth. Um, uh, even benign issues, uh, non-sinful issues, a hurt of losing I sat with uh, one of the church members today that uh, lost his stepdad. Um, and I can relate, losing my mom. Um, uh, the time, time, time. Boy, it helps, it helps. Uh, if you're only using time, though, it's not going to totally resolve uh, unless also there's the truth, the truth. Uh, washing with water, washing with water. Uh, now are ye clean through the word that I say unto you. Clean, clean, through the word, John 15. Now are ye clean. Uh, and then Christ also loved the church, Ephesians 5, uh, and gave himself for it that he might uh, sanctify and cleanse it by the washing of the water by the word. 
And so time and truth, time and truth. Uh, if it's something that's raw and real right now, boy, pour in the Word of God. Uh, don't end up having your appetite uh, famished because you're pushing away. Uh, you don't need less preaching. You need more. Less Word, you need more uh, because it's time uh, and truth. Uh, well, I'm still having issues. Keep drinking in the Word of God. Boy, let the Word of God wash over you. Uh, put yourself in the middle uh, of the text, of the chapter. Bathe. Uh, bathe in the Word of God. Does anybody remember Naaman the leper? Uh, Naaman the leper that uh, when he uh, was told by the prophet that you need to go to Jordan, that dirty river, river and dip seven times and then you'll be clean. And uh, Naaman the leper said, well, I thought that you would have said. Hey, I'm the, I, I thought that you would have said. And uh, and, and he finally had his servants say, hey, just, you know, calm down. Uh, uh, your issues, your inner issues right now are causing you to flare up. Calm down and just follow the word of God. Follow the word of God. And he went down and dipped himself seven times uh, in Jordan, the water, the water, uh, unless he washed his flesh with water, verse number six. And he uh, dipped himself seven times in the Jordan, according to the saying of the man of God, and his flesh came again like unto the flesh of a little child, and he was clean. But keep washing, keep bathing, keep drinking in the Word of God. Um, deconstruct the pain and the problems on the inside and let the Word of God reconstruct a right thought process, a right uh, lens to look through uh, on the inside. By time and truth. Time, time and truth. Uh, if there's one thing that uh, I want to be known for, and, and, and I know it's not there, I know I need to continue to work, but consistency, predictability. Um, uh, I, I want to be the kind of person uh, that someone can count on, and not trust in, not trust in, but someone can, they can count on. Uh, we trust in the Lord. Uh, and so we holy, we worship Him, uh, but that consistency, that consistency, that predictability. Uh, some may say that's boring. I say that's biblical. Uh, steadfast, unmovable. Steadfast, unmovable. Like a tree planted. Like a tree planted. Not tossed to and fro by uh, every wind of doctrine. Not, not tossed like, like, like a ship on the sea, just here and then there and then over there. Uh, and the only way that, that we can become more consistent and stable, and dependable, and predictable uh, is time and truth. Time and truth. Make sure those issues on the inside that make you see flaws and faults with everyone on the outside, eighth church, ninth church, again, the question's not why they left here, but why did they leave the last place? And why did they leave the last place? Uh, and that's going to tell you why they're going to also leave the next place because it's not about the place. It's about the issues that are on the inside. And that is today's message. We invite you to tune in next time with Scott Toole as he presents another message from Rosedale Baptist Church. For more information about today's presentation or about the ministries of Rosedale Baptist Church, go online to rosedalebaptist.org. That's rosedalebaptist.org. Join us again next time as we study the Bible chapter by chapter, verse by verse.